lot's happened since Ladies and fucking gentlemen, welcome back to A Lot's Happened Since Yesterday. My name is Cody Walker. I missed every one of your fucking faces. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't take the record on fucking <laughs> least, anything. I ain't stupid. that's what he likes to say, but I ain't I, I, I'm on the fence. Bitch, this Anyways. ain't no Amber Heard, Johnny Depp shit. I ain't recording anything, I mean. Fuck <laughs> that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. tragic news. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ralph Puso, and together we make a team that has a show called The Lots Happened Since Yesterday, where we feature guests that we feel deserve to be featured, and today is no different. As a matter of fact, these two gentlemen that are joining us today have impressed the shit out of me. So I'm, 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 I'm really proud to have these guys on. Tragic Bloody Fools. If you have not heard of them, you should check them out. Jason, Vinay, what's going on, my brothers? Hey, guys. What's happening? Guys, I, I, I'm getting ready to, to label you with one of the one of the hardest working bands I've met in a long fucking time. Uh-oh. Wow. Because, right. because this, is, this, is t- this is the technical... I mean, Vinay's been on before. We've talked Tragic before. <laughs> We've talked The Fools. And then out of the blue, I'm getting emails from everywhere talking about different material and different projects, and they've already got another fucking album out. So you make it. You're making the world spin a little bit here, gentlemen. Spirit of Denial is their new album, Tragic Bloody Fools, my favorite track, and I think it's going to be their first single, FTW, badass fucking song. That was the song we were just listening to. Oh yeah, it's fucking sick as fuck. So where do you guys draw your main? I mean, I guess you know this is a question for both of you, but I'm mm-hmm. curious. Because you both seem super cohesive with each other as far as stylistically. It seems like you guys were meant to be together. You know what I mean? <laughs> as far as musicians go, you guys are soulmates. So where do you draw your, you know, wh- where do you, who inspires you in the music scene? Well, well that's a, you asked a lot of questions. First of all, I want to say <laughs> thanks for having us on, by the way. I, I no wasn't problem. able to att- attend last time, but I appreciate it. You guys uh, having us back. Uh, ironically, Vinay and I almost didn't meet because um, through happenstance, we were supposed to meet and we didn't meet. And then we were going to play together and then we weren't going to play together. And then through some weird cosmic balance of the universe, we ended up <laughs> meeting. He actually sent me material and I was like, well, this is good and i wasn't doing anything at the time i had my home studio which i was just recording and writing on my own and i was like you know what i'll i'm gonna blow this guy's doors off and i'm gonna send him something <laughs> that i think he, he hasn't heard before something that I, I was confident i was capable of doing because what he was writing was completely in my wheelhouse the things that i love 
you know, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Tool, um, and that's just to name a few. Yep. And I was like, you know, I can I can kill this wheelhouse because I've been doing it for 20, 25 years. I feel that I can I can kill this. So I sent him something back and immediately he was like, dude, you, we got to fucking get together. This is, um, you just did, I think I might have sent it to him in a matter of hours, like maybe sent him back like a, a completed idea. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that you could work this fast? I'm like, yeah, I worked that fast. And he's like, we definitely need to hook up. We definitely need to get together. So we did. And we, the rest is kind of history. I'll tell you that he is, and this is not just because he's sitting on the other virtual. <laughs> He is by far and away the most talented person I've ever had the opportunity to work with because it's like, it's boundless. The amount of shit that dribbles out of him. He, um, <laughs> he's got like guitar diarrhea. He just shits riffs like, like over and over. Like, I, like how the fuck do you even come up with this shit? And it's in odd time. Most of the time. <laughs> how the fuck do you even come up with this? <laughs> the crazy part is he doesn't even do drugs, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> Uh oh, dear lord, man! Weed. Come on, buddy. We gotta he, work he, on he, that. He'd be in the shrooms or something, which I've tried to get him to do. But, uh, no, anyway, dude, it would be the opposite. He'd guy. take shrooms and forget how to play. It, it wouldn't be like opening up the world. He'd just be like, "What is this?" No. Right. I I was gonna go into Vinay's playing his 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 guitar playing. Oh yeah, because. There's some stuff in there, man, that I'm just like, dude, you are so fucking awesome at this shit. I mean, really, the melodics, that little towards the end where, where you guys go into, you know, after the solo. I mean, yeah. the solo's great, but that little melodic breakdown piece you play, I, I guess it's clean. I don't know. I, I'm not a guitar player, but <laughs> it, it, it it's beautiful, man. I was just like taken back, dude. I was taken back. I was like, wow, this dude has some serious melodic flavor. And that, that, that whole, that, that whole chemistry that you guys have. And yes, you could say Alice in Chains. You could say Tool. You could make suggestions of what, who you guys kind of sound like. But the truth is both of you guys have your own original flavor. Yeah, you know, and so Jason, I'm gonna as a singer, I'm gonna give you mad props, dude. Even though you remind me of Lane a little bit, you know what I mean? You, I, I don't know, dude. You're original. You've got uniqueness to your voice. You know, you guys definitely derive from the best bands on the planet. So that to start off is like, how can you ask for anything more? Now, you know what I mean. But you guys are not ripping off their sound. You're doing your own thing. Not at all. And uh, and and that's really cool. And that's why we enjoy having you guys on. Why I enjoy listening to your music because I actually do enjoy listening to your music. And that's 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 a part of it. It's like we're not gonna have people on here that I'm looking at them, listening to music, cringing and going, "Yeah, do we really have to do this?" Yeah. Well, it's good for PR. It's good to put out content. No, can't do not it. Not for me. Yeah, I'm all about this. Now, 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 let me ask you this. You no, know, with F me. with FTW. Yeah, we'll we'll just use that one as reference. Mm -hmm. When you guys are getting together to write a song, does it start with Vin doing a a riff, going, "Hey, I got this fucking badass riff. Let's work off this." Does it come with a melody line? I've got these ideas. Um, That's a great song. Does it come with yeah, drums? The him, drummer was standing. I'll say the drummer was standing out like a motherfucker in this one too, with those cymbals. Do you know that that beat is sick? I I mean. Yeah. No, usually the uh, the musical idea 
and I, you know, and I have to sell Jay on it. And that usually means like, I'll record the demo, guitar, bass, drums, everything. Sometimes I'll have something started a little bit. And I'm like, hey, do you like this? Sometimes, you know, it's one of those things where I just like, I know what exactly what I do with this whole song. I have the whole structure within one night. I can write 80% of it and I can present it to Jay. Sometimes even, you know, I'll throw in a couple of extra parts and I'll just say, take out what you don't like. And, and it's really about whatever resonates with him, whatever it's usually, as he was saying earlier, you know, if it's something resonates with him, he'll usually turn something around like, yeah, within a day or two and say, and, and it might even be really, again, like 70 to 80% of the song is done in terms of lyrics and, the, and vocal ideas other than, you know, harmonies and adjustments here and there. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, and that's the way we work. Basically, it always starts with, uh, for this band, starts with me presenting musical ideas to Jay. Whatever, like I said, whatever, you know, turns him on, he, he, he'll start sending me lyrics right away, right where he's standing. The first time, there have been times where I've sent him a song link and within like 10 minutes, he's sending me lyric ideas. It, and, and this is, I, I can't, I don't know what it is, what is the magic? I've never had this experience with anybody else. Uh, there is definitely something that's uh, simpatico in, in terms of you know influences and style and kind of you know I, it, it's just he immediately gets kind of where I'm going with it. But uh, not only that, but you know it, for everything that uh, for every compliment he gave me earlier, first of all, uh, Jay, I'll send you a Venmo in just a couple of minutes to say. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I feel the exact same way about him, you know, in terms of being able to knock out lyrical ideas um, and um, and vocal melodies. And I swear to you, not much changes from the time that the original idea is put out and it's shared between the two of us literally in the first couple of um, versions of the song. Um, it's like 70, 80 percent done. And the rest is just. What can we do to make this better? It's really cool. Does, so yeah, and I and I have a uh, um, now that's that. And if we get to talk about dog's tooth a little bit later, hundred percent, completely the opposite way uh, with dog's tooth, um, which is our you know side project. Which is these are all Jay's musical ideas, and it'll it'll start with something simple like a bass riff or an idea that he had you know a few years ago, half finished, and then I'll see what I can do with it, but. So the approach to that band, that's kind of the rule that I set around. It's like, if we're going to do this, it's going to be, this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to start from your ideas because your, your musical sensibility and being a drummer and the kind of riffs that you come up with is completely different than, than what I do. And that's the only way that I think we're going to be able to distinguish these two, um, these two bands and, right. and give them kind of a unique identity. So there right. you go. Because that's that's mainly, again, why I was going to call you guys one of the hardest rock working bands right now, because you guys upped and were like, I'm going to come on, talk Tragic Bloody Fools. And I think it was, was it even a month later? I can't remember. It's been a little while, but it was not that long later. You hit me up. You're like, hey, we're doing a side project. And legit, I I, I legit thought was like, did Tragic Bloody Fools break up? Like, what fucking happened? And you're like, no, just more music. Well, fuck yeah. yeah, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> I think um, I come up with some things that aren't necessarily apropos for the tragic bloody fool stuff because it definitely has a distinct sensibility and there's some things that i've been sitting on for years that i've always been like well it doesn't fit this band and it doesn't necessarily fit that band and 
where would this fit? So I had to kind of carve a niche unto myself, but again, being limited that I'm proficient at a few things, uh, kind of jack of all trades, master of none. I lean very heavily on him to go, hey, this is what I hear, this is what I think. This is where my vocal direction is going. These are the melodies I hear. What kind of accompaniment or, or uh, accoutrements can we add to this that make it a fully formed idea that don't make it sound like some dude in his, his garage hashing out some fucking bullshit ideas. I don't, I think my ideas are, are decent. I just like, I, I need some, I need a writing partner to kind of tell me like a point and shoot me like, ah, oh, you're, you're lacking here. This is where you're, you're strong. This is where you're weak. And I feel like any good producer or any good uh, partner uh, in, in any sort of a project would be uh, that that's how you'd be most successful by al aligning yourself with somebody that a, you trust and may not give you exactly the ear candy that you want to hear all the time. It might be like, Hey, this idea sucks, which I tell Vinay a lot. Actually, I go, I'll be like, I don't like this idea at all. And he'll be like, and he'll be like all right, well, what can we do? And I'll be like, well, how about this? You know, it's always like uh, <clears throat> what I like to call PCP, not the drug, like praise, correct praise. I really like this idea. Maybe if we did it this way, it would be kind of cooler really dig where we're going you know what i mean it's never like a that idea sucks change it yeah it's always really positive it's always really constructive because i respect the hell out of them um and i'm we're not nobody is any other person's kind of overlord in in, in anything that we do we're really 50 50 even though you know he does like i said about 75 percent of the music i'm just the crazy guy on stage that kind of brings it all together i think well, that's pretty cool man because that's actually very similar to cody and myself yeah um we have a very similar dynamic dynamic yeah. as you guys have i i and i want to dude i want to delve into a lot of the topics that we talked about but before we go into those because i do want to talk about you guys's next project that you're working on and i do want to talk to you guys about some of the stuff with what's going on today and what keeps driving you. But I mm -hmm. first want to ask you guys one quick question. What sure. does FTW stand for? Is it fuck the world? Yes, absolutely. It is fuck the world. Okay. Uh, <laughs> only because for years, for years, I had a belt buckle that said fuck the world. And then I used to ride motorcycles and then people would be like, oh, forever two wheels. I was like, <laughs> I always like the fuck the world part of it yeah. because sometimes you got to say, you know, fuck the world. Like I'm doing my own thing in my own place. Nobody understands me better than me. And, you know, fuck the world. I, and I'm okay with saying that. And I'm not a real negative person in the sense that I want to see anybody in a, in a hard place or in a hard position or anybody suffering. It's just sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, you'll fuck it all. And I'm just going to I'm going to exist on my own plane doing my own thing, because when it comes down to it, you're responsible for you. You're responsible for your own shit. I am not perfect. I am flawed so deeply. But I also wake up every day with the energy and the spirit that I'm going to kick ass as much as possible. And I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a stain on the world so that when I go um, that they'll go, well, that dude did all this shit. Like there was, there's a record of me being here because I'm very akin and, and very aware of my own mortality. And I want my kids, which I have three, 
to one day be old and go, hey, remember when dad did all this crazy shit and he left us a legacy of this music, this 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 discography of his life. And they'll because of the advent of, of the digital age, they'll never have to look for a copy or a cassette or a record. Everything's online. Everything that I've ever done is on YouTube primarily. And they'll always be able to access and hear my voice. And that chokes me up a little bit my kids and my grandkids will always be able to have some sort of connection to me. Um, and that's a deeper meaning for what this is. You know what I mean? Like I'll, the, the first line of that song is I'll pull the plug on the world before they all try to pull the plug on me yep. because people are too quick to give up on you. Um, and they're too quick to kind of do their own thing. But at the same time, we're just as quick to do that to everybody else when the bullshit comes down. So it's okay to have that heart and sensibility that, Hey, you fuck me over. I'm going to fuck you over too. I still love you but I'm not just gonna sit here and take that kind of abuse. I'm not gonna take it on the chin. I'm not gonna let you fuck me over without telling you that I know it, it's happening. Fuck you too. We can still hang, we can still have a drink, we can still coexist, but I'm just not gonna let it let it be. You know what I'm saying? I think there's another aspect of that too, because dude, look at how thing, things are going, you know, the bullshit in social media, the way everybody wants to be, it's so-and-so's fault. You know, it's this person's fault because of X. It's Trump's fault because of Y. It's Biden's fault because of Z. Who gives a fuck? Sure. They need to get, exactly. they legitimately need to go, you know what? Fuck the world. I got me to worry about right now. I got a family. I've exactly. got a life and I've got to make myself better, but they're too busy being shoved up somebody else's ass. You know, Johnny Depp got screwed over by some garbage person. Apparently Who, what the fuck do you care? Who cares? Exactly. Fuck right. it. People are you too, know? They're too eager to involve themselves in other people's shit. Yeah. And that's like, you're constantly look for some dirt to dig up on somebody only to make yourself look better. And you know what, if that's your mission in life to try to make yourself look better than other people, you know, Hey, Godspeed. If that's what you're going to do, you're not going to do it to me. And that's not, and you're, you're not, not going to do it doing that. Making yeah, yourself better is by holding yourself accountable and moving forward and pushing through and meeting adversity, not going, ha ha ha, fuck this guy. That just makes you look like yeah. a dick. <laughs> you know? Right. Hey, well, Cody, you said something really, really important. And, you know, I, I'm just going to seed this conversation because I definitely I want to talk about it because Jay might be a little bit shy to talk about it himself. Um, Me. <laughs> uh, the album, if you were to listen to the album or just even read the lyrics end to end, these songs, the way that the album is sequenced, if you were like go on Spotify or something like that, it's not uh, sequenced in the way that we recorded it. It's it's more about the story, and to me, it's I mean to Jay, it's probably more, but it's it. I don't want to call it a concept album, but it is telling kind of the story of everything that's happened in the last year, all the transformation coming out of COVID. I mean, particularly from Jay's point of view, uh, I didn't I didn't really um, you know, other than a little bit of feedback on some words, I didn't really try and embellish, embellish his lyrics too much. But I think he's telling a story that would resonate with a lot of people about exactly what he's just describing that that journey that conf, uh that journey out of sort of all the all the weirdness and all the pessimism and and, and sort of rediscovering kind of what what you love and what inspires you you know coming out of the last two years of just friggin' chaos and, and bizarreness you know what i'm saying mm. um so I hope that when people listen to this and they maybe if they you know read the um, read the lyrics and everything like that, they'll they'll get that they'll get that that's what this is about. This is this is describing 
all that, all those terms, at least from Jay's perspective. Maybe he wants to talk about it more. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But oh yeah, because I've denial. What 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 made you guys? Uh, what what was the meaning of that spirit of denial? It's actually the first uh, line in the last song, Hex, which is my. You mentioned it earlier when we had that little pre-interview. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs to play. We actually open up with it. Um, nice. And I get the most um, the most compliments from that song. People that hear for the first time are like, wow, that song was really great. But um, the first line is, a spirit of denial encases your heart in molten steel. And I'm big on visuals. And when people can read something, people are like, whoa, if you encased your heart in molten steel, the pain involved in that would be dramatic but then when it cools and hardens you have this rough outer shell around your heart protecting you so but that but you did it in a spirit of denial meaning you know you weren't going to allow things in your life to dictate where you're going you weren't but not to say that you like you would deny somebody else freedom or you deny something else you just did not the spirit of denial that we operate in is just saying i'm not going to allow that to ruin my life i'm not going to allow that to dictate that in my life, I'm going to rebuke that. And that's my spirit of denial. I'm going to, I'm going to operate in that spirit. I'm going to operate in that sense where I will lift you up as high as you want me to lift you up. But I'm also not going to see here. I'm not going to sit here and let you knock me down. So I'm going to rebuke that. That's my spirit of denial. So that's where the title comes from of that one line. And, and I appreciate Vinay saying what he said about the lyrical content. Every song that I write, the very first line, if you read it, Almost like a attention grabber. And I do that on purpose. Um, I want people to go, what did you just say? You know what I mean? Like one of our other songs, it says the world is fucked up. Let's just have a parade. Literally what I was just going to bring up. What is, is that bitter machine? Yeah. 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 I, like, so it's like, love that fucking line, dude. Fucked up? Let's have, it's like, what are you talking about? Let's have, you're celebrating the fact that the world is fucked up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm acknowledging it, but I'm not going to accept certain parts of it. I mean, I'm going to acknowledge that it is. If not, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of that spirit of denial. I'm just saying it doesn't exist. It yeah. very well much exists. But if you operate in a spirit where you, you, you don't acknowledge it, you can't deal with it. You can't go above it or beyond it or move around it or anything like that. Uh, you have to be realistic or pragmatic about how you live your life. Yeah. And, 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 and like what you were saying earlier about social media, a lot of people live in a false reality. I, you know, I like to take pictures of myself. I'm, I'm a, quasi narcissist <laughs> you know what i mean i do that shit all the time i, I work in hollywood five nights a week i was gonna say that's kind of our gig though we're supposed to be public you kind of have to do that yeah you're not I you're not some dude who just sits much. in his home and be like here's a picture of my dinner here's a picture of my breakfast you know it's like no what are we doing you'll here, see you'll see picture of me you see my kids you see my work you see my job you see the crazy shit that i get to do on a daily basis um and i operate in that way a lot of times i'm an open book but not in a, in a false sense. It's, it's a reality sense. So anyway, uh, I, I appreciate the fact that I'm able to write in a way where I can kind of do it. Vinay jokes a lot of times, like you got that Jim Morrison spirit in you that you, you're more of a poet than you are a lyricist. And I, I, I dig that too, because I've been doing that for a long time. I've had books and books and books of shit that I've written over the years. And I showed him one day, he's like, how are you not utilizing this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. It was just kind of in my mind at the time and I wrote it out and I kind of put it on a shelf, you know, and, and now I'm actually able to reflect on some of that stuff almost 20 years later. And it's funny how I used to feel angry and, and, and upset about things back in the day. 
and how they, they, they still exist in, on a plane today that I can actually utilize some of the stuff. And I have in that dogs Two stuff that we actually recorded and, and put out as well. So long story long about lyrics. Yeah. And, uh, There's never a long story about lyrics. Plus, um, we're, plus uh, we're on a podcast. The longer you stretch, the better it is, brother. Tell your story. <laughs> well, I'll apologize now then because I have a lot to say. There, there's, there, there is, I can never get enough of good lyrics and poetry. Uh, and I absolutely have to say that, yes, brother, you have that gift. So, and that's why we have you guys on this show because you guys are gifted musicians. Now, speaking of that, I did want to ask you this. What is you guys' take on the future of, of the music industry and where you sit? with um your genre and i know you have a new project. all right all right benet let's take that one uh, benet will feel this one benet. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> this is my prediction ralph because you bring it up uh elon musk is taking over twitter because he sees the licensing opportunity for content he sees you can turn all this bs that people generate people sitting in their homes playing guitars or people using music in their in their uh stories and stuff like that i think he sees the licensing opportunity and all that and, and that's what he's he's going to turn on he's going to make and if he does it right hopefully i i see that he can position twitter to be the kind of thing it could be it could be a, a game-changing thing in the way the ipod was when Apple introduced that, it, it sort of it sort of made everybody interested in MP3 music and buying music. It strong-armed the record labels to work with Apple, <laughs> but he could be creating opportunities for artists to automatically, no matter what you do, you write a tune, you record it in your in in your bedroom, and you put it out there. Boom, that now is licensable. That now is an NFT. That now you can actually make money from doing that rather than just collecting followers who don't, you know, and, and get no return from it. You know what I'm, do you, yeah. do you get where I'm going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's the issue, like with TikTok, because tick you got all these people who are trying to be TikTok famous, and they're putting out this short form content, which some of them are really talented, but yeah. they're making it so people just don't care. They're just consuming. So saw it, ha, flip. Saw it, ha, ha, flip. You're not paying attention to who they are. You're not going and looking more into them. So the opportunity for them to make their money on that, like you said, is literally just fan interaction and likes. And if you don't get it, you're off the payroll, you know? Yeah. So uh, to find a cemented way for them to get more yeah, needs absolutely. to happen. Right. And, and so, I, I mean, it could potentially reduce pirating. And, uh, and at the same time, this is what I really hope, is that if people have to pay money to create a, a, a bullshit post, they'll think twice about it. If they have to pay the licensing to use somebody's music in some garbage post about them, you know, standing in standing in front of a mirror. Yeah, I hope that shit goes away, you know? Oh, you know God. what, dude, you brought up a good point and I can't get away from talk, touching on it because that was, a that that hits the heart of every musician, every artist that I know. And it's, Look, this is a tough, tough topic because people automatically get defensive. You know, they, I don't know how it happened, but we went from one time where people appreciated what musicians that are good at what they do 
so much that they would pay for their album. They would come see them live and pay for that. And they would buy merch from them and they would do everything they could to support that artist. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, I'm going to stream it. And I might make a comment on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, Instagram, who, whatever uh, you know, platform they use. But the point is, is that, and I don't think they realize how hard it is for musicians yeah. that are still having to pay producers and you know, tags <coughs> and even tip the sound guy so that they don't sound like crap when they play live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little, it's all the little things, and it all adds up. You have no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's you crazy. guys, you guys that's have prices. the idea, absolutely. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. So that's the point. Is like. We're giving you a piece of our soul. We're giving you the time that it took to master our trade. And we had to spend thousands of hours and thousands of dollars to create the magic that you put in your ears every day. Yes. So show us a little bit of respect, man. Support us. Dude. That's all I ever asked yeah. for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And let's start off with Tragic Body Fools and Spirit of Denial. Buy that motherfucker. Buy it. You know Stream I mean? it. Listen to it. Spread the fucking word. Spread Thank the you. fucking word. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I'll, on, I'll divert a little. I want to divert real quick a little bit because you guys are here. It's your shit. <laughs> no, it's perfect, dude. You're absolutely right. <laughs> dude, no, here's the way I look at this. That's the truth. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's not a bitch. We're not complaining. We are doing it because we absolutely fucking love it. And it is in us to get this out to you. But at the same time to, to turn around and get, oh, well, you know, well, you get the exposure. Motherfucker, this is the age of the internet. I can go to the world at the drop of a fucking hat. Exposure is not what I need. What I need is to be able to continue my fucking work. You know, mm. so yeah, it's I don't I don't think it was too dark. I think it was just being honest. Nobody's complaining. Mm. We're just looking at it for what it is. Well, if all of us had the uh, the ability to just do what we do, what we're good at, what we're passionate about, yeah. and what we obviously let's let's make this clear, have been told by many many people that we are great at. Why shouldn't we deserve to be doing that solely? You know what I mean? It's, it's, you, know, it's, it's, you guys want it. You got you don't want to turn on the television anytime soon and not see anything on there. Yeah. You don't want to go on YouTube anytime soon and not have any content. Right. You don't want to go on Spotify and not have anything to stream. Well, and that's a scary thing too, because it's going video now. I mean, you know, they could say the same thing. If you've got if you're in a band, you gotta have a YouTube. If you have a YouTube, you gotta have a TikTok, you have an Instagram, you gotta be motion, you gotta be video, you gotta be filming everything because that's what's expected of you 24-7 for yeah. free. Yeah. More, like, more, 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 more. Yeah, and, and I don't understand how how the industry as a whole well, not the industry as a whole, obviously that's not true, but you know, there's a very large chunk of people that just go, Well, yeah, that's what's required now. And it's like, but should it be? Just because have, it is doesn't necessarily really, mean it's it, right. Really, I, I think it's unavoidable, idea. really. You have to be, yeah, in today's age, you have to be good at something else to be a musician. Right. You have to be good at social media. You have to be good at marketing. You have to be good at recording. That's not a bad thing. Um, you know? No, it's not yeah. a bad thing. It forces you to work, but like we said, but then you get fans and a lot of people who just go, yeah, it's good. And they don't understand, like, this is literally 
a lifetime of dedication. Yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't just some silly pipe dream that people chase. This is literally (laughs) a lifetime of dedication. Well, it is for people on TikTok. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Spoiler alert. You guys are just trying to make it because you, you know, listen, I get it. Everybody wants to be a rock star. I get it. But man, when do you decide that you're not a rock star and just live with it? You know, and just. Here's what I don't understand about TikTok. There are people who wanting to be TikTok famous. Yeah. And to me, TikTok appears to be a great tool for like, you guys have a new album out. Here's some short form footage of us at a rehearsal playing the new song. Now go check out our long form content. And it's not what you rest your laurels on. I mean, I I might not understand what the current, I mean, I'd like to think I understand what the current trends are, but I I mean, I get that TikTok is in it at all, bro. Apparently. (laughs) No, I mean, I get TikTok is, 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 I get it. It's huge. And I understand because shit, I watch it. I'll sit there and burn time laughing and giggling at stupid shit, but to dump all your eggs in that basket, is that the play? You know, like it's it's brutal. It's brutal. I actually, I had a point to make earlier and I didn't want to step on Vinay's toes because he was actually saying some cool shit. But uh, a a guy I was talking to the other night, he said, do you think um, that Picasso, I think it's Picasso, would be um, as liable to go on stage every night and paint Starry Night as they expect fans to do every night, create their art on stage? Yeah. He's like, why is it if they do it one time fantastic versus guys that do their art every single fucking night and they're not remunerated as such why is that why is that differently it's art right or is it that brings up the topic is music really art in the way that art is art i i think it is i think i put as much of myself into everything that i do as in as much as a painter or a sculptor or any media artist would do. I do the same shit. In fact, I do it more than they do it because they do it once. They don't go and recreate it unless you're somebody like Andy Warhol that had like a theme where they do like these same versions, different color kind of thing. Shepard Fairey's kind of adept at doing that, kind of recycling a lot of his same, same imagery and themes and kind of different perspectives, but they're kind of still the same thing. Um, but you know, it, we bleed for our art, so we should be compensated as such. Yeah. And you know, most of us, at least I am, I'm broke most of the time. I, I don't make money off of being an artist. I don't make money off being a musician. I have to work a full-time job just so I can do my art, yeah. um, uh-huh. which sucks. But I, I do it because there's a void in my soul that if I don't do it, I become a serial killer on the streets. So yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Well, you know, you made a good point there. And it, it's funny because, well, it's not really funny, but it, it, it's ironic because a lot of, uh, you mentioned Picasso. And uh, I, I know a lot of the, the artists back in those times, some of them did not become famous until after they were dead. Yeah, sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, it, 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 it does relate to us because we think about, you know, people that have done great stuff in this world and weren't really, uh, they didn't get the uh, the accolades, you know, the yeah. accolades yeah. before until after they were That's already true. dead. That's true. They didn't make any money. They died broke, you know? Well, and no, I agree. No, no. What? Huh? Oh, I was going to say, I, I was just going to say, I do agree with Jay. It absolutely is an art because, I mean, m- motherfucker, look at this music you guys are writing. 
if you aren't layering and finding the perfect spot for everything to sit and if you aren't mixing at the end of the recording and making sure everything sounds right it's going to it's a jar it's a it's a jumble fuck so it absolutely yeah. is painting it absolutely i mean it's it's painting with sound sure, sure. you know yeah. yes absolutely and that's the, the you know the truth in that is is that i do believe though and i will say this there's some people that just love to create art they want to be artists whether it's painting or making music and that's cool if you have a hobby that's awesome everybody should be able to do that but there are a lot of people nowadays that are trying to do what you guys are doing and they're not talented enough to pull it off. It's not meant for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Or they just if, haven't dedicated enough time yet. Like right. they might or, be, or, but you know, yeah. Some some people are, are meant for it and some people are not. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to be a Johnny Depp. Not everybody's going to, you know. You want Zachy to make me a drink? Hey, Zach, get going. Gonna... Drink time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just had a runner come in the room. <laughs> a runner. Do, so are you a fan of Henry Rollins? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I've actually met Rollins twice. Uh, I play. I opened up for the Rollins band, my band, back in Boston. Uh, by the name of Seventh Rail Crew was the name of my band when I, I lived in Boston, where I'm from. And we got to open up for the Rollins band. And I was so excited to meet Henry Rollins because he, you know, was the archetype of frontman that I aspire to be. I would say Henry Rollins, HR from Bad Brains, um, man, Ian McKay, Minor Threat, like those guys when I was growing up in the 80s were the, the guys to aspire to. There's another guy named Jesse Crandall from a band called Sam Black Church that I grew up listening to in Boston, which is Bar none, my favorite band of all time. If you want to see some crazy shit, look up Sam Black Church uh, from Boston. Um, but yeah, I love Rollins. And and not only was he a maniac on stage, he was well thought and well versed and 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 concise. And he could speak to you in a in a, in a voice and a language that was almost a collegiate professor. You know what I mean? He yeah. uh, he could speak to you in such a way that you were like, wow, this is not just some punk rock drug addict you know weirdo this is somebody that's got something to say yeah. and something yeah. well thought out and, and has a really interesting perspective on life and i think that's what i model myself after is this to have a really interesting perspective on life i've seen some really great things i've seen some really horrible things but i've, I've just seen some good things and so i just i want to be able to translate all of that thank that's you Really cool, man. I I like Henry Rollins as well a lot. I respect him. He's done a lot of things. And, you know, that's that goes along with the topic that we were talking about earlier, where, you know, entertainers nowadays have to do more than one thing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's it's an ongoing thing where you have to do like a bazillion things to to make your career launch you know and, yeah and to the, uh, i mean i i even look at joe rogan look how busy that dude that was before amazing. he made it yeah you know amazing so yeah you could really list like the guys who are the top of the top and they're not just one thing you know no. you look at joe rogan he no. was a comedian he was an actor he's ufc <coughs> Rob commentary. Zombie, he makes movies there you he, go i mean music. yeah you know, who, who knows what else he does yeah you know but 
it, it seems like nowadays that that's what's necessary. So you guys have a side project. What's the name of it again? Dog's Tooth. Dog's Tooth. Dog's Tooth. Dog's Tooth. Dog's Tooth. Yes. Okay. Okay. And what is the inspiration behind this? Um, mainly, it was all the stuff that I, uh, I didn't feel would fit in anything else that I was doing. And, and it gave me an opportunity uh, and, and an outlet to create in a way that nobody was telling me what to do. Um, for many years, I coexisted with so many different and talented musicians like Vinay. And you're operating on a level where you, you have interplay and you have the ability to kind of write with them and record with them and play live with them. This was something that I did solely for myself. And it was the songs that I heard when I was in the shower or I was driving. I was like, oh, I like this idea. And I would just put it down. And sometimes I would just record it in the vocals and guitar and leave it. And then I come back to it and then you're like, did I really record that in 2017? Like, is that when I recorded that? <laughs> and I go back and I'm like, wow, this is a really interesting idea. Not fully formed whatsoever. And I kind of would go back to the ones that I liked that weren't just an, uh, a flash in the pan kind of, you know, uh, expression of where I was at that day. Um, it really was more of, I can really try to fully form these ideas. Some of them were shit and some of them were really good. And so <laughs> some, some that were really good when I told Vinay, I go, hey, I got these ideas. Um, I really think they're worth looking at. I wanted you to do what you would do on them, but not in the way that you would try to invent yourself on them. I want you to do something different. Because stylistically, he's very much himself in the way that I appreciated you saying this before about the guitar solo stuff, the guitar solo work. When you hear it, and pardon the comparison, but when you hear Eddie Van Halen, you know that's Eddie Van Halen. Right. When you hear Zach Wild do that like pinch harmonic thing, you know that that's Zach Wild. When you hear somebody that has a voice to their instrument so dialed in that you don't actually have to hear their voice, that the voice of their instrument speaks loudly enough for them, right? That's pretty rad. So I wanted him to do his instrumentation over my ideas, but I wanted to include him as a full partner, much in the way that he does with me in Tragic Bloody Fools, because really, I don't know if it's the Lennon to McCartney or McCartney to Lennon, whoever did more of the heavy lifting, <laughs> that's Vinay. Uh, he does a lot of the heavy lifting and I just get to like look and sound as good as I can over his stuff. So I really, we that's the interplay between the two projects. We can do something completely different yet on the same level where we're both artistically feel fulfilled. See, I fucking love that dude because to have the freedom to to have two vehicles that you go, this fits under this banner. Let's go there. I wrote this. Well, this fits more under this banner and you can just keep cranking out and you don't really have to, you know, either hold yourself back or shelve certain songs. Because, you know, you, you develop yeah. a band, the band develops a sound, there's something expected, and then you write a song that might be good, but it doesn't fit under that banner. You know, right. Much you, in the way that like Corey Taylor does Slipknot, Stone exactly. Sour, his own solo project, whatever the hell else he does. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it's cool that people have that vehicle that they can go. It's not necessarily this. And I appreciate that I'm not bound by one thing. I, you know, I, my voice is my voice. You know, I've, I've been compared to a lot of really amazing people, which I appreciate the comparisons. Like we were talking about earlier, I get a lot of 
uh, Chris Cornell, Ozzy, Lane Staley. Those are the people that I cut my teeth on when I was sitting in my room and listening to Allison Chain's facelift or Bad Motorfinger or anything by Ozzy because I worshipped Ozzy most of my life. Um, you know, you get to kind of form who you are in that little space, but yet kind of do your own thing. So, yeah. like, I, I appreciate that I'm left to do any vehicle where I can kind of transcend. Okay, this is this is Jay, but Jay can lean into a Lane Staley vibe, or Jay can lean into an Aussie vibe a little bit more, and that's out of appreciation. It's not me trying to rip them off. Uh, if I if you think I am, that's high praise. Yeah, because that means I'm somehow meeting a bar that those guys set which is fucking high those are those are really high bars so if you're like oh that sounds like this i'm like dude thank you very much i don't take i don't take offense in it at all but again I'm trying to do me because my voice sounds like me I, i'm not in an aussie cover band i'm not in the allison chains cover band and uh, i'm not in the Soundgarden cover band no you I'm just in, you just I'm have in, your influences and and you've you've honed your craft and, it's, and we all do and yes. we all do and you know yeah, ralph ralph sounds like ralph but ralph probably sounds like a host of other people that inspired him to mm -hmm. sound like ralph and so, the same with you you mm -hmm. know cody i mean you yeah. have your influences that you know you could probably if i said who uh, right now who's your favorite guitar player john petrucci you know who who dials you in yeah. you know who floats your boat you know who kind of makes you who you are and yeah. that's special in the fact that you hold that close to your heart and that's great, but it doesn't define you. It just shaped you. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. cause when I play, I do not sound like him like at all. There's a lot of right, influence there. Do. Yes. That's yeah, your absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah my writing style, my ideas, it, they're there, but it's not like, Oh, he's just doing Petrucci. You know, all my guys that I mentioned are my guys for a reason because they are the archetype of something special. And if I didn't model myself after them, if I thought I had something different, which maybe in a minuscule way, maybe, but those are the guys that did it well. So why not model after something successful? Oh um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think that I do something original yet it's highly influenced by other things. And I think music in general is one giant rip off anyway. Dude, I, I know, I, I know this for a fact cause we already pissed some people off, but I'm going to do it anyways. When you're in a world where Greta Van Fleet fucking exists, <laughs> you sound like how you want to sound because that led zeppelin's alive and well is all i'm fucking saying um absolutely and yeah, but and that, but the thing is that we did a, the only thing i said that we did a reaction to them and <laughs> we we mentioned that like the dude's undeniable sound they sound like zeppelin that's just it's not a yeah. bad thing but you can tell that's there dude there are people in there but, but cody a small sliver of zeppelin because zeppelin did everything right they that's did true. country they did blues that's they true did funk they did Oh, dude, you pissed them off now. You guys are fucked. They're going to be like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but and, but I, it's it's like we were talking about earlier. I'm not, when I say, you know, they sound like Zeppelin, I'm not going, they fucking suck. I'm comparing them to one of the most influential fucking bands in the world. I'm like, you're giving me Zeppelin vibes, goddammit. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, when I say, no. dude, I hear yeah. Tool and I hear, you know, Alice in Chains and I hear that kind of shit in your guitar playing, I'm not going, oh, you're just doing them. I'm like, dude, fucking give yeah. me more. That's what the vibe I'm getting. And I'm getting that yeah. nostalgia and that emotion. And well, the, the point is, you know, there is nostalgia. There is influence yeah. involved, but it's original music. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys are like you said, Jason, you guys are not in tribute bands and cover bands. You guys are doing original projects. Right. And 
the music is uh, is showing that you guys have your own thing, you know. And I, I I dig it, man. I love it. I really do. And I think that you guys deserve all the attention that you can get, ladies and gentlemen. Spirit of denial, go support these guys. Where can they find you guys? Uh, Facebook is at Tragic Buddy Fools. Twitter is TBF underscore Band. Instagram at Tragic Buddy Fools. TragicBuddyFools.com. We're also on Bandcamp, TragicBuddyFools.Bandcamp.com. And basically every streaming channel that's just paying us, you know, fractions of pennies. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but you, let's, let's be said, uh, let it be said though, the Bandcamp, the Bandcamp is that what directly affects us most monetarily. And uh, I, I don't know through our other stuff, but through Bandcamp, you get the lyric book and the that's art right. content that we put out kind of oh, as nice. a visual representation of the album too. So if you want to see all the art that we put together, go to Bandcamp, if you download our album, I think you might even get some other goodies of singles that we released. Um, you can actually own that stuff. Otherwise you can stream uh -huh. it everywhere. Um, yes. Any place you can stream something, you, you can hear it. Yes, the eighth, and yeah, thanks for mentioning that. The eighth song, the bonus track will only be available on Bandcamp. So if you buy, I mean, Jesus, Spend seven, eight bucks, buy, buy, buy a download. Who cares? Come on. It's the cost of a coffee for fuck's sake. Hell yeah. Especially nowadays. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies. And gallon of gas. Yeah. There you go. Tragic bloody fools. Go, go support them guys on Bandcamp. Give, you know, spend some money and, and buy the album. You're not, trust me, you are going to be happy that I suggested these guys to you. Cody and I. Don't bring anybody on here that doesn't deserve. They're heavy. So they're progressive. Yes. They're groovy. They're yes. dark. Yes. They're gritty. They're yes. emotional. I can't. And I'm not even making words up. That's you just listen to the fucking <laughs> song. That's what you're going to be like. Motherfucker. He's right. They're all of these things. And handsome. All of oh, and oh, handsome. They got sex appeal. And they're handsome. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know we were going to talk we're about We're going, all, we're going okay. all the way, buddy. We're going all the way. <laughs> this is what we do. But I got to do the opposite. It's, it's other way, other way. way. There you go. I, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is handsome. Man. Yeah. This guy is <laughs> <handsome>. <laughs> We're doing some Brady Bunch shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, my brothers. It's good Cody. to have you guys on. I'm glad you finally came on, Jason. Uh, Vinay, it's great to have you on again, bro. Uh, Tragic Bloody Fools, the name of the album is Spirit of the Nile. Check them out. I think you're going to like Hex. And I think you're going to like FTW. Those are really good songs. Um, you know, do yourself a favor and check it out. Hell um, yes. We are a lot's happened since yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Ralph Busso. My name is Cody Walker. Vinay, Jay, mad love buddies. You guys God bless. Best. Godspeed. Thank you for Thank coming you on. Anytime, on any place you let us know you're back on here. We're going to have a time. Motherfuckers, go. Check these guys out, Tragic Bloody Fools. They're available everywhere. And until next time, take care of each other. Excuse me? Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be good humans. Always fucking forward. Peace. Peace.